This podcast is supported by Anchor FM. If you've ever thought about doing your own podcast, then check out Anchor FM. Anchor FM is a free podcast platform that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Or your tablet if you got one. I really can't recommend these guys enough. It was worth switching over from another platform. Once you set up your podcast, Anchor FM will automatically distribute it to all other platforms like Spotify or Apple Podcasts or such and such. It's very easy, very streamlined, and you can start making money immediately. Download the free Anchor app or log on to anchor.fm to get started. This is a Kitty Pod production. Hey gang, Jason Bullen here, host of the Keep It To Yourself podcast, and this is a bonus edition coming at you right here. I'm recording this intro on Sunday, the 21st of June, 2020, the first full day of this Corona-19 summer, or COVID-19, whatever it's called these days. And it's also Father's Day, so happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Now, I've decided to rebrand Kitty Pod Classic seemingly as something I like to call Tales from the Old World. This was life before COVID-19. Now, in past years around this time, I'd be looking forward to, or I will have already completed, an annual day trip to Cooperstown, New York, with a number of friends of mine for meetup. And what wonderful times I had. Unfortunately, that didn't happen this year, and looks like it, it'll probably happen again next year. Could be some restrictions. We'll see what happens. Only time will tell. So, in this first installment of the former Kitty Pod Classics, now called Tales from the Old World, I'm going to look back at the trip I took to Cooperstown in June of 2018. This episode is exactly as it was aired, or dropped in this case, right around that time. This dropped right about late June 2018, and you're going to get to hear it right in just a few minutes, but I want to give the updated social media, because I had my old civilian Twitter feed long since deleted. You can follow the show at keep underscore podcast on Twitter. There's the Keep It To Yourself Facebook page. And you can also listen on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, or the platform of your choosing. Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe, give a five-star rating, a good wrap, or whatever podcast you're listening on right now. So without any further let, hindrance, or delay, here's episode 49 of the Kitty Pod in the first installment of Tales of the Old World. Enjoy. This time on the Keep It To Yourself podcast, recapping a memorable road trip to Cooperstown, plus the last tales of Franklin Alley you're going to hear for a while, and on a much sadder note, a tribute to a man who gave me the creative juice to do something like this in the first place, or reasonable facsimile thereof. All that plus the usual BS coming up, but first, this.
Welcome to episode number 49 of the Keep It To Yourself podcast, the most above average podcast ever to hit your ear holes. My name, of course, and as always, is Jason Bullitt. The regulator, innovator, dominator, creator, updater, pussy, imitator, assassinator, baby. Demand the power, demand the power, too sweet to be sour. And I'm coming to you from an undisclosed location somewhere in New York's capital region. Actually, I'm on the road, or I will be in just a minute. And it is Thursday, the 28th of June, 2018. Alright, we're on the road now. I've already gave you the tease of what we're going to be talking about in this episode. So, with all that out of the way, let me give you my plugs for my social media and how you can contact me as regards this podcast. You can always email me at kitypod at gmail.com, the world's loneliest email. You can hit me up on the social media. I'm on Twitter at 518 underscore bull. Instagram at Jason underscore 51838. And there's also the Keep It To Yourself Facebook page. That's where new episodes go once they go on the interweb. And of course, you can also listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. You can also go on the TuneIn app, on Podbean, on SoundCloud, or the podcatcher of your choosing. So, no way to miss this podcast. I got a couple of shout-outs here to give out before we get into the main business of the show here. And I got to give one more shout-out to my good friend Adam Parada and his girlfriend Amy Meyerson. I had a very enjoyable episode interviewing Amy. Of course, Adam Parada wrote Shotgun for the whole deal. And it's a very enjoyable episode. If you haven't listened to that yet, go back and have a listen to it. Episode number 48, recorded on a rainy Sunday late afternoon in the spa city Saratoga Springs, New York appropriately enough the library in Harvey that's like the little private room they have you go into the building, it's on the left as if you come in from the parking garage anywho's it's big shout to you Adam and big shout to you Amy and if you haven't gotten Amy's debut novel The Bookshop of Yesterday's what in the flying hell are you waiting for go get it online at your independent bookstore or your chain, doesn't matter. Let's get the numbers up. It's a shame that Amy did not make the New York Times bestsellers list. Well, at least she didn't make it into the top ten, but she did make some bestsellers list somewhere in the Midwestern United States. I forget what it was. The name escapes me at the moment, maybe because I'm on the road and I shouldn't be using my cell phone to consult the internet. And neither should you. I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it many more times before I'm blue in the face into my grave. Never use your cell phone while you're driving. It'd be bad news not only for yourself but also anybody else is on the road it could be even fatal you ought to be careful with that that's all i'm saying so um, psa aside adam amy thank you so much again for helping me out with that episode it was very enjoyable and if you haven't gotten amy's book go out and get it that's all i'm saying also speaking of the parada family i gotta give a shout to adam's sister lindsay parada she gave me the follow on both the Instagram and the Facebook. You can follow her on Instagram at L-P-E-R-R-O. What, was El Parada taken? So if you want to give her the dap on the IG, that's where to do it. She's not on Twitter so far as I can make out. And that's the shout-outs right there. So we're going to get into the week that was. And this is going to be a more abridged edition than what you've been used to because... I've had some things go on, but not a whole heck of a lot. We'll get to the main business of the show in just a minute. 
but we're going to have the last ever edition of this new segment for a while, so you better save this episode on your iPod or your phone or your device or whatnot, because for the last time in several weeks, I'm about to give you this latest installment of Tales of Franklin Alley. Well, you got to start with the Icelandic football slash soccer team. They were knocked out of the World Cup this week, or in the last two weeks, or however long it's been. Back on the 22nd of June, they were defeated by Nigeria 2-0, and then, of course, a 2-1 loss to Croatia. And what a tough side they were. I mean, Croatia has just been sucking the ball there. It's been an amazing group stage portion of the World Cup. Who'd have thought the defending world champion Germans would be knocked out in the group stage? South Korea helped knock the Germans out of the World Cup. Excuse me, hope you didn't hear that. Try to suppress a burp. It's just been absolutely nutty what's been going on. But i got to give the Icelandic side credit. Smallest nation ever to qualify for the World Cup. 300,000 people, or just over 300K in terms of population. And it was quite a run while it lasted. I'm going to miss out on Icelandic hot dogs, that's for darn sure. But then again, I don't know what would have been the difference between Icelandic hot dogs and American hot dogs, to be perfectly honest with you. Oh well, better radars that they say in Iceland. And of course, the main reason about Franklin Alley is I wanted to do trivia. I've been doing that since the end of January, and last night as I record this, this marked our last appearance until the end of July at the earliest. We were in the VIP section as our usual spot was taken yet again. Didn't matter. We absolutely crushed it at Trivia. We took home the grand prize of another $25 gift certificate. We used that certificate and the one we had gotten two weeks previous to help pay for our tab. Well, it covered most of the cost of the tab. There was still $4.50 left over when everybody had paid their respective bills, mine included my usual vegan hot dog, this time with a gluten-free bun, which sounds like a good idea at first, but in practice really isn't because the bun is susceptible to falling apart. I didn't have any wet ingredients this time around. All I just had was just plain, I'll just put the mustard on it and then nom nom nom. Munch and chew all the way to Waterloo. It was darn good though. I'm not going to get the gluten-free bun because Hey, it kind of tastes like I'm biting into toilet paper. And no offense to Frank and Heidi if they're listening, and I know at least one of that pair is. But I had a good time at trivia as always, and now this is going to be the last uh, of this segment for a while because the summer is really going to cause us to not be around for trivia. We have other plans for this time of year. A uh, week from this Wednesday will be the 4th of July, so... Franklin Alley, in all likelihood, is uh, going to be closed for the day. The following Wednesday, the 11th, I have my autism support group meeting. Two members of my team will be on vacation the week after that. And so, the earliest we'll be able to get together will hopefully be 25th of July. By that time, the Saratoga race course will have been in full swing. The meet will be going on at that time. And, of course, I'm going to miss out in mid-August as I'll be away on vacation with my family to Cape Cod. And it's going to affect my podcasting that time of year, too. So I won't be around for as many episodes as I can because, you know, i got to go out and live life, provide content for this podcast. Or otherwise, it's just going to be me talking about a whole bunch of nothing. 
So there you go right there. This, until no earlier than the end of July, has been Tales of Franklin Alley. Cooperstown, New York this past Saturday, the 23rd of June. So it's like this. I arrived at my friend Dave's house right about 9.30 or sometime thereafter. Everybody was still at their house just getting ready to go. They were making final preps. And we had to decide who was going to be doing the carpool. We did the van last year. Go back to episode 9 for details on that. But it was too much of a hassle to do something like that in the opinion of my host. So we went back to good old-fashioned carpool and we took two cars. I did not ride with my host, but I rode with this guy named Raymond, the older gentleman. Also another friend named Joanne, the professor at SUNY Albany. And of course the host's wife, Andrea. Obviously the rest of the gang rode in my host's car. Well, normally we take this trip to Cooperstown. Our first, our first stop is Sharon Springs. And uh, the Beekman and the Beekman 1802 Mercantile. And it's a straight shot down Route 20. However, on the day, there had been a transformer fire on Route 20. So we were stopped at the intersection of Route 20 and 158. We're wondering, what the heck are we going to do? We're like Brian Arakpo. Come on, man. What are we even doing out here, man? So we wound up taking the back of the back roads, and we wound up intercepting Route 20 at Route 406 in rural Schenectady County. I think it was Dwaynesburg, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, we resumed the normal portion of our trip, and we went down Route 20 and arrived in Sharon Springs sometime after 11 o'clock in the morning. And all of us repaired to the Beekman Mercantile on Main Street. And we all milled about the shop as we're wont to do. I wound up getting a thing of lip balm. Not very big. It was $4.25 what I bought. It was temporary replacement because I don't know what happened to that little tube of Vaseline petroleum jelly I've been using for lip balm. So I got like a temporary replacement until I get a new one or I actually find it. I also got these throat drops, which was in a metal tin. Now it's being used as a gift card holder for my nephew's birthday party tomorrow as I record this on the 29th of June, 2018. My sister and husband are going up on the gray escape. They're going to fight in the heat and celebrate my nephew's sixth birthday. Boy, I could have used those Wednesday night. I was really in a state, had quite a nasty cold. I feel better now, so that's good for me. Anywho, it's, we wrapped up in Sharon Springs. We went through some of the shops there. There's not much. I kind of treat Sharon Springs now as the Grand Canyon to the Griswold in National Lampoon's Vacation. I was like, well, we've seen everything. Let's go. So we only made it a few miles afterwards to the teepee in Cherry Valley, a tourist trap if ever there was any. There's mostly like Native American goods that are on for sale. But the real attraction for me is Petey's Chuck Wagon. This is where we have our lunch. 
it wasn't uh, very nice like what we had for weather last year. It was kind of eh. It was like a wet day. It was kind of eh. But we were going to do the road trip no matter what. So I had beer chili. Thankfully, I wasn't driving anybody. I had stupidly volunteered to do so, but backed off at the 11th hour on the advice of my dad. But anyway, I had the beer chili, and I had this thing called PT chips. He cut up some flatbread. He put it in the fryer, and you can get any type of spice that they have. I got the Cajun, wanting a little kick. The chili was great. The chips, not so much. There was one moment where I could feel the Cajun pee. It was like a three-alarm fire down in my gullet. Or actually, two-alarm at best. So, it was filling, but it wasn't the best lunch I've ever had. But you know what? Not bad either. Now, here comes the longest part of the whole trip. Going from the TP in Cherry Valley all the way to the Fly Creek Cider Mill. I'll get back on the weather on the day for just a second here. We encountered fog on two occasions, both on the way to the Fly Creek Cider Mill and on the way home to Albany. And it was rather scary, especially in the nighttime when it was pitch black, obviously, and it looked like you couldn't see shit for miles. Got the Fly Creek Cider Mill sometime before 2.30, and we were there for over an hour. And they were generous with the samples this time around, you'll be glad to know. I got my traditional jar of key lime curd, which is so good. And also, a bag of tortilla chips. Then we went around, fed the ducks, and I just kind of milled around the facility. And then sometime before 4 o'clock, we got in our car, we got in our cars, and we made it to the village of Cooperstown. We parked the same place we did last year at Doubleday Field. The St. Louis Cardinals had a fantasy camp, I later found out. They were staying at the Otisaga, more on that later. Uh, the place, not the team. Anyway, we'll get there in the end. And as we want to do, we milled about the shops. Now, there are some notable changes from the last two years. The CVS that used to be on Main Street in Cooperstown had moved out to just about near the outskirts. So a couple of vacant spots. And the general store that used to be next to the Baseball Hall of Fame will soon be taken over by the aforementioned Baseball Hall of Fame to expand the gift shop from what I hear, what I remember. So, what about the shops? I did uh, not spend any time in Willis Money books like last year. I did go in Seventh Inning Trek to take some more pictures of the signatures that I mentioned last year. I saw Burke Rylevin's uh, signature up on the transom. A couple of Yankees, even including Bucky Dent, 1978. MVP of the World Series. Hit the home run that won the playoff of the Yankees, the American League East. What a comeback that was 40 years ago. Hard to believe. But the most surprising of all was the temporary closing, and that was Tin Man Alley. Now, you recall in episode 9 of the Keep It To Yourself podcast, I have gotten a bag of yogurt-covered pretzels for my nephew because I was guilty about not seeing him that day last year. So, I figured, well, I'll try and get him some fudge. Well, obviously not beer flavor. He couldn't handle it. I texted my sister saying, can Hunter handle eating fudge? And she said, she didn't think so. I'm like, well, I was just curious. Well, I came up to Tin Bin Alley storefront, and there was a message that greeted me saying, because of their daughter's high school graduation, the business would not be open on the day. I was like, what the H? Yeah, I don't know. Norman Tower here, but... Hey, there's closer high school, their daughter's high school graduation. Hey, I don't know about you, but it's kind of a drip-off. I don't know what's going on here. 
Who is Andre the Giant? Alright, thanks for stopping by, Norm. Anyway, it was kind of a, a disappointment on that end. Well, if I wanted to get fudge, Fly Creek Ceremony was my only option on the day, and I freaking blew it. So, nothing for the little bugger. But he's getting a birthday gift from his Uncle Jason, so no skin off my ass anyhow. Anyways, we all met up, did some more trolloping, uh, mostly together, because we had dinner reservations for the Hawkeye Grill at 7 o'clock. And sometime after 6, we repaired to the aforementioned Hanasaga and the equally aforementioned Hawkeye Grill. Had a little drama after dropping the grounds, which we decided to do beforehand rather than afterwards the last two years. And then we decided, well, we're just going to wait the Hawkeye Grill, see if they can get us seated early, because we had reservations for seven. A little drama came was my host wife, Andrea, was of the opinion that she had misplaced her pocketbook. She had just left it in the car, thank goodness, nothing major. We thought she had left it somewhere in town, but thankfully she had forgot to bring it with her. She had left it in the car. And glad that guy saw there was anything worse. Most of the shops would be closed at that time in Cooperstown. But anyway, back to the story here. They got us seated early. Got to see the Yankees get shut out once again by the Tampa Bay Rays, four to nothing, as we were shuttled off into this private room, which I quite enjoyed, man. That was a surprise. It was also the couple's wedding anniversary, and another surprise came as we were waiting for our entrees to come. The couple had ordered us all non-alcoholic drinks. It was club soda and grenadine mixed together. It would have been a Shirley Temple if you had put a cherry on top. It was really good. David's brother-in-law, Howard, doesn't go for those drinks. So we were all offered to take a share of his drink. I wound up having one and a half of those bad boys. Oh, it went down good. Okay, Jason, you're probably asking yourself right now, what did you get for your entree? I got myself Baja fish tacos, so that was the healthiest I've eaten all day. And you already know, it's difficult to eat healthy when you're on the road. I've all but sworn off fast food in an attempt to eat healthy and live something close to a healthier lifestyle, be more active, this, that, and the other. So what happened was I had the Baja fish tacos. They were really good. Had a little crema on top. Had a little slightly soft avocado. Some red fish. Oh, that was real good. A little too lettuce heavy for my liking, but you gotta get your veggies in here somehow. And also, I had a fruit bowl like I did with my sandwich last year, and it was real good. Well, we did a little more walking up the hotel proper, and there was a wedding going on for the third year in a row. There doesn't seem to not be a wedding going on every time we visit the Saga. Well, we didn't spend too long there. I think it was sometime before 9 by the time we all got in the car and made the long slog home through the fog and whatnot. Got back to my friend Dave's house at 11 o'clock, or just before 11, and by the time I got back to Bullet House, it was right about 11.30. only took me a half hour to get home. It was a memorable trip. Now, I want to discuss this for future trips here, starting in 2019. You've heard me tell about the Beekman 1802 Mercantile and the teepee. Well, there's a possibility that at least one or both of those destinations could be eliminated from the trip. And you want to know what? After what I've told you, I'd certainly agree with them and you with me. We can just go right straight to the Fly Creek Cider Mill and then go into Cooperstown. Hopefully, it'll make for a shorter day. We can get back at a much more reasonable hour. Like, say, I don't know, 7, 8 o'clock at night. Those are some long days on the road. They're enjoyable, but let me tell you, they're long as you know what. So, something to look forward to there, and I certainly sign for it. Not to end the episode on a sad note, 
but I have to mark the passing of somebody who was influential in my creative process and wanted to have a platform for my creativity. I never met the person, but I mourn his loss just the same. His name was Dan Ingram. Many, many years ago, Dan Ingram was a DJ at WABC Radio in New York City. I mean, he worked in St. Louis, he worked in Bridgeport, Connecticut, he worked in Dallas, Texas. But most everybody knows him from his time at what was then Music Radio 77 WABC. He worked there from July of 1961 right to the switch to talk radio in May of 1982, just a few months before I was born. And of course he went on to the only station, WCBS-FM, after a while bouncing around stations and doing voiceovers too so even if you weren't in the New York metropolitan area you sure heard his voice Big Dan as he was called had a great presence on the air it was trademarked you knew that you were going to get entertained one way or the other Dan Ingram passed away this past Sunday the 24th of June 2018 at the age of 83 and I'm going to wrap up this episode of the Keep It To Yourself podcast slightly different than I have been. That music you hear underneath is his closing theme called Tri-Fi Drones by Billy May and his orchestra. And that's how we sign off every show. Big Dan, thank you. God bless you. God rest you. Thanks for listening as always. Hit me up on the social medias, email. Jim Perillo next week for episode number 50. Above all else, and as always, till we meet again, keep smiling. And the words of the late, great, beloved Dan Ingram, bye now, Kima Sabe.